sold my soul to the bottle Still none of my friends have left me yet I'm the same man I was since the age of 13 And I've lived my life with no regrets If you're looking for some freedom All it takes is ten drinks minimum If you're looking for right Share and raise your glass Cause time's happening much too fast If you wanna slow it down Make sure you stick around And who knows, maybe you'll get in the last If you're looking for some freedom All it takes is ten drinks a minimum if you're looking for rhyme or reason All it takes is ten drinks All it takes is ten drinks All it takes is ten drinks minimum Alright, there we are. need to shorten that song <laughs> I say it every week, right? No, every man, week. it's beautiful Every it's week, beautiful. it's so nice and pretty It's very pretty So we're back in the studio wow wow i almost forgot what it looked like right i haven't been on in a month you haven't been on in a month <laughs> and it's good to be back guys Bill, billy no longer tours with the, <laughs> with, the, with the group he's like nope <laughs> you want all that free stuff nope. never mind nope. i don't want it yeah i guess i want to i want to say a couple thanks on that uh that level um i want to say thank you to, to uh santa fe brewing for letting us do a show there and then uh not letting us uh, be too thirsty at the the Southwest Bacon Festival. Very you know, nice of you. Yes. Yeah. Very nice. <laughs> uh, yeah. Definitely. Them. And then you know, big thanks to Southwest Bacon. That, that was a blast. You know. Was it, it uh, Bacon Beer and Blues? Right. Yeah. Everybody's like, "What was the bacon like?" I was like, "Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> I didn't have too much of that. Just a lot of beer. Just a lot of beer. Yeah. So got roasted like a bacon, like. Yeah. Well, yeah. Burnt you know. to a crisp. I mean, I like, I like blues, all right, but. A whole festival of blues. I don't it know. wasn't well, even that. Really. Let, okay. let, let's let's not let's not jump to any craziness. Here. Okay. Blues means uh, we're a cover band and we play a lot of hits <laughs> from the seventies. Okay. So you know, <laughs> that was their definition at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, so today's show we we, we have uh, a couple guests. Uh, first hour we we have a great guest. In the second hour we're bringing our friend Jody Herrera, uh, amazing Albuquerque artist. But before then, uh, we have Sarah Parsons. On the show, yay! Hi guys, she's she's a touring professional. I am, it, so it, they say. I, see, I was like, okay, so I watched the show Roadies on Showtime, <laughs> and so I was like, I didn't, I didn't want to say like, you know, can we call you a roadie? Because I don't, I think that seems like it would be a bad. Ter- is that a bad term? Is that no, not at all. There's a lot of pride behind the word yeah. roadie, but okay. I think a lot of people just uh, have a different conception because the show's like roadie. So yeah. I try to stay away from that term unless it's uh, in the yeah. industry. <laughs> So, you, so you've toured, I mean, it's been your job, how many, how many years now? Um, about going on five. Five years. So yeah. five years now, you've just toured nonstop, like, Pretty not much. nonstop, but you, you, you take breaks and you come back to Albuquerque. Mm-hmm. And um, we talked a little bit, you know, kind of pre before the show, just to kind of, you know, what my conceptions were, what, you, know, you know, like, for example, you know, I've heard from two different people, you and them, you never, you never sleep on the bus a certain way. Why? Right. You never sleep with your head at the bottom of the bunk because, God forbid, if the driver has to slam on the brakes in the middle of the night, you're you're going to die. You're going to break, break your, your neck. neck. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. The little things you don't think First of. First rule. Right? First rule. <laughs> yeah. Don't sleep with your head at the bottom of the bunk. You know who told me that? You who? know who told me that first rule? Who? Was... Um, Frank of the Pixies. What? Frank yes. Black. Yeah, it's Frank Black. Frank Black was like, hey, first rule. Yes. First rule, fight club <laughs> hey, on the bus. Yes. We don't want no so dead people on the bus. <laughs> <laughs> I was okay. working at Pixie show right before my first tour, and I said, hey, do you have any advice? And that's the first thing you told me. Don't die on the bus. Yeah. <laughs> no dying on the bus. No dying on the bus. Right. That's pretty. What's a, what's a, so what's another rule? 
people might not know that you, you know just that's what i'm intrigued by i'm not intrigued you know i'm intrigued by the people you've toured with but mostly i'm always intrigued by just the you know the behind the scenes yeah, kind of i always version. love the behind the, the <laughs> inner workings and the things that like you don't think of till you do it right right you know um second rule no number twos on the bus i've heard this this is the, and i we talked about it. i was like <laughs> i've heard you can't take a number two on the bus you were like no that's not allowed not allowed at all yeah and then you said something that i was like i don't know if i want to ask what that is or not you said not unless the bus has a grinder <laughs> yeah if you're on like a if you're on a really fancy bus sometimes they have what's called a grinder on the toilet and and number twos are, are allowed but as a general rule no number twos on the bus ever you, you just need to hold it to tell the driver to pull over or figure something else out wow <laughs> paper bag throw it out the window that's called ho- hot bagging it and okay. it's uh yeah it's kind of disgusting <laughs> oh it sounds like it jamie says hello jamie randolph oh hi jamie yeah yeah there you go jamie's come and visited me on tour a couple times there you go yeah so yeah so what were some of other little weird things that you never knew about until you had that job i mean you know, I was like pretty prepared going in. I don't really? think like yeah, because I had really done my research, so not too much really surprised me. Wow, there, there'd probably be a lot. <laughs> what would surprise me? What would be like a, if I just like if, like tomorrow I was like, you know, I'm gonna go with you guys. Mm-hmm. What would you? What would you like? I'm a new guy. Mm-hmm. What would you hammer down like? Or whenever there is a new person, what are the what are the things you teach them right away, like right off? You know, I think the biggest one and the biggest misconception is that it's super glamorous. Mm. Um, and I'm not going to lie, there's some glamorous moments, but for the most part, it's just really hard work. Yeah. The days are, you know, minimal 12-hour days. And, oh, wow. Um, you know, you're looking at load-in sometimes as early as 7 a.m., yeah. and you're not getting out there till 1, 2 a.m. in the morning, so. Shit. <laughs> yeah, so that's, like, something usually people are pretty surprised to hear. I was watching one, th- I can't remember what <laughs> band it was. They're like, I got into a band so that I would only work nights and I could sleep in, and he's like, I'm up at 6 a.m. every day. I was like, "Oh wow, that's that's rock and roll." It's grueling. I was with um, I was with a pretty big band one time, and the cities were so the routing was just so close together that we used to joke at the end of the night and say, "Okay, it's time to go on the bus and take our nap," because it was oh, literally wow. you know four hours of sleep and the next yeah the next time you're yeah. in a new city ready to have to go set up. It was my new. first arena tour, and I was like, "I'm gonna Ooh. die." I'm wow. I'm like I physically cannot do this. Yeah, I've seen the setup because I I mean I work in the radio and I've been out there at like twelve, and you guys are just almost halfway done with the setup of it and i know you guys are there just as late as we are yeah. and I, I i completely understand that feeling it's rough when yeah. you're really up, i mean after like i'm assuming like the first couple of shows of a tour take a little longer than by the end of the tour like typically set, yeah like you're like i've you know just out of you know doing things you know repetitively you know the first couple times you know you, you know it takes you this many hours then probably by the end of the tour you're like you know what we've shaved about this much time off of it is that is that something that happens it, you do get into a groove you do get into um that kind of motion but at the same time every city is so different right, right. and every dynamic is so different and as soon as you feel like you have your shit together you walk into a venue and they don't have the stage built or the stage is built backwards or you know there's just something really random going on so there's, it's there's it's always changing it throws you a curveball every single <laughs> every time, day yeah. yeah but isn't that but isn't that good though that's you know that keeps you on your toes yeah. exactly that's, well here's you know, what we have to do today keeps it fresh you right know. yeah <laughs> It's it's funny because I was watching that show roadies and like half the time they don't they're not setting shit up they're like it's like a lot of drama there's a lot of drama and I'm assuming there's probably drama on on, on in your life in the in the world but it's probably not the same drama that they right. have right I mean you know it was an entertaining show to kind of watch and you know there are some elements where it kind of rang true in some ways but it's definitely uh according definitely to, not according to same. Mandy Ray your hustle is. <laughs> real and you are the best oh that was that's a gangster statement my hustle is real <laughs> the hustle well, is th- real thank you that's pretty awesome i try to keep the hustle up that, that's pretty cool <laughs> um so like that show i mean are there people that are that there's one of the one of the ongoing storylines of that show roadies where there's like the one person that they they're not allowed to allow backstage she's like the stalker person right there's that, always a stalker there is really there is Oh, wow. <laughs> there's always the one person, yeah. yeah. And it's sometimes depending on who you're with. There's there's multiple. Really? So, 
that was definitely like uh, I was with Manson and, and the stalker situation was high every day. So that was something you had to be oh, wow. on the lookout for constantly. Wow. But I mean, security so tight that like on roadies, like the mm-hmm. fact that she managed to get backstage, like that would not happen. So if anyone out there is thinking that you're going to get away with it, like you're really not. They're going to clamp you but, down. <laughs> yeah, but no, the stalker situation is real sometimes for sure. And I'm wow. very protective. So... I, yeah, I'm doing did, everything in my power. I was, uh, whenever we, Billy and I both mm-hmm. went to the same college, very small town in uh, eastern New Mexico, uh, Eastern Mexico University, and, and Lifehouse came there. And so you did Lifehouse. security, and I was, I was their security. And so I had to, like, as soon as they came out of the, the dressing room, I had to walk them to the stage. And then when they got off stage, we had to walk them back, you know? Uh-huh. And it was, you know, it, it was. It was that was silly. I mean, I'm, your world I couldn't imagine. That was just goofy. It was like someone, one of them, left their underwear in the locker room, and some girl took it. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it definitely. Was, it was weird because like I don't remember how necessarily I got recruited to do this. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah. it's a big freaking concert. I'll stand and make sure the girls don't get backstage, which is fine. And I did get proposition if the, uh, to to get their little group backstage, but I'm like, no. I didn't get paid. Mm-hmm. I got paid in like. I got to eat whatever pizza right. was back there. Oh, yeah. The, the, the rider was ridiculous. For Lifehouse, it was like an $800 like, food rider. And I was and like, this food is going to waste. Yeah. They, they, had, they, they drank one Gatorade and took an orange. Yeah. That's, you know, that's the unfortunate side of it is, yeah. is you just see how much stupid money is being wasted um, on tours all the time. I work time. for the government. Yeah. <laughs> Lifehouse. I was very, and Enough the thing said. is... Like I found out they that for dinner they had Subway. I'm like, you oh, motherfuckers. Yeah. Right. I hate Lifehouse now. Well, now was this like Lifehouse in the heyday or yeah. is this it was like in the heyday. Wow. Well, and only an eight hundred dollar rider, that's surprising. Well, <laughs> they they were playing they were playing a small college. So who so you said Marilyn Manson, you said uh, so filter you you've got fuel, mm-hmm. and then and then you've got um, yeah I did you know I saliva and then I went on to work with Slipknot for a while yeah um and then from Slipknot I went to Manson so <laughs> that was uh, it was an interesting time <laughs> Slipknot to Manson my whole life was um yeah. was craziness could be a fun um, year there yeah and then I left Manson and I went and I did um, a pop singer named Tori Kelly and it was just <laughs> the complete the opposite. opposite it oh was like rain and unicorns and oh, wow. boba tea every day and it was like it was exactly what I needed after having done both those tours <laughs> back to back well, there's one that there's, there's one that nice I routine. saw that Billy and I we were kind of envious so you, you you toured with the band Everclear yeah a couple times <laughs> yeah Everclear, I'm jealous of that Everclear's <laughs> a band from back in the day that I was like oh that Everclear that's the one like I, I missed them when they were in town a couple weeks ago what they weren't Oh, yeah. they, they were here in March, right, right after okay. my birthday. March, okay. Yeah, we were doing uh, the Best of Birthday Music Showcase pre-show, <laughs> so we couldn't go out there. They were they were with That's the right. Goo Goo Dolls, I think. Uh, they were came with Gin Blossoms. Gin Blossoms. Awesome. So yeah. I wanted to see both of those bands, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh. I was really excited. It had been a while since I've seen those boys, and I just I love them to death. So, um, they're they're such a great band to not yeah. only work for, but just to be around. And you know, I have to say, um, you know, Art Alasakis, one of the best bosses that I've ever had. He's just a great person. Really, so, he's. Yeah. I mean, he always. I mean, I saw interviews with him back in the day. Mm-hmm. He always seemed like it. I was just kind of like, oh wow. And they were like one of the first CDs I think I ever owned in my life, probably. Mm-hmm. Not the first, but like right in there. It's like so yeah. much for the afterglow was the one. Yeah, yes. see, guys are really into Everclear. Yes. It's so that funny. Like tight. guys are like into Everclear. Yeah. You want to call him right now? What? <laughs> I will buy you a new. We'll call him right now. No. Yeah, let's call him. Go. Really? Yeah. Let me shoot a text real quick and like give a <laughs> heads up though. Oh my god. <laughs> now I'm like, what? Let's do it. Let's do it. I feel, I feel, I feel really warm. <laughs> you know, the best person to probably try to get a hold of right now is um, Freddie Herrera. He's the bass player. Um, oh wow! So let's uh, let's call let's call Freddie of Everclear. No way. Yeah. Let's take it. All right. Let's do it. Let's see if we can. I mean, that would be. I'm going to shoot you the number. Okay. Actually, I want to know what's on their writer. They're so easy. They're yeah. so easy. Okay. Yeah. I'm sure there are. There's like some people. <laughs> people, people ask, like, say if, I'm, like, if I were to get that big, I would be like, I just want a six pack high life. Maybe right, let's see if we can call him. Maybe some heavy <laughs> bears. Uh, He's going to be we're really surprised. <laughs> Hello? Freddie Herrera. <laughs> Sarah Parsons. <laughs> Holy crap. What are you doing? <laughs> 
<laughs> Nothing, man. I'm just getting ready to go on stage here in about a half an hour. Where are you guys at? A Clearwater, Florida. Oh, nice. So I'm calling yeah, you because yeah. I, I'm on this podcast today. So there, I'm sitting in here in a, with a group of people. So say hello. Uh-huh. Hello, group hello, of people. Freddy. I think I I owe you some money. (laughs) Oh, you do? Yeah, I I got your CD through Columbia House. (laughs) And I never paid for it. I did that plenty of times. (laughs) So one of these days they're going to show up at my door and win that money? (laughs) How's the tour going? So what? It's going good. It's going good. So, so what are you guys talking about? Uh, We're just talking with Sarah, just you know, trying to trying to find out what her life is like touring all the time with these Uh. different bands. So, so Freddie, everyone's right, asking me hard. about uh, what it's like to tour with all these different bands, but like, what was it like touring with me? With you? <laughs> it was really probably, probably life changing in the best way. You made me see the whole world in a different way. Oh, wow. <laughs> I hate you so hard. That right was now. fun. It was fun. It was great. It was, you were super easy. You know, some people, for whatever reason, they get on the road, and then you kind of see a lot of times. You, a lot of people, you see the worst. Oh wow! In people, because yeah, because you get out here, and it's not easy. It's not an easy gig. Everybody thinks it's just all partying, but it's not. Especially with what Sarah does. Yeah, you know, yeah. she's Aww. up up early and bed late. And I told you that's guys, just I part of the gig. Guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I told them it's not, not as glamorous gig. as you think. What's the weather like in <laughs> Florida right now? What's the what? What's the weather like right there right, there right now? Uh, uh, it's great. It's beautiful. It's probably about 75 and sunny yeah. and a little humid, but not, not anything bad like when you're in Florida in the summer. It's oh. pretty amazing. Yeah. Albuquerque, it's, it's cold. It's been freezing. Snow- it snowed yesterday. Oh, yeah? yeah. Wow. Terrible. That's so crazy. That's so crazy. You think of Albuquerque as just being hot all the time. No, no they turned our heater off because it was summertime and we're all freezing right now. So. <laughs> they turned the heater off too. <laughs> well, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, like I said, sometimes, sometimes when you tour, you know, you, things go wrong and everything, but you got to learn to roll with it. Yeah. You have to. Freddie's my to. little Sharpie stealer, yeah. though. Uh-oh. He likes yeah. to hoard all the Sharpies. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Still. <laughs> and and now uh now I, I'm I'm actually seeing even more of what Sarah had to do cuz <laughs> I'm doing a little bit of the merch now and uh it's oh, freaking hard. I bet. I, I have it's a question for you. It's freaking hard. What was the first concert you ever went to? First concert I ever went to was Devo. Oh wow. That's tight. Yeah, that, that's Devo a good one. on uh uh Freedom of, uh Freedom of Choice tour. Oh, man. In Riverside, California. We always ask great. musicians what their first concert was, and it's really interesting, you know, what they what they say, you know. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet I've had, everybody I've had Grand Funk everybody Railroad. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> My first one was Bon Jovi <laughs> with Skid Row. Wow. Really? Oh, mm-hmm. wow. That's a good one. It was. It, I was <laughs> seventh grade. And I was. I was blown away. Mine was ZZ Top. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. ZZ Top. Yeah. That's a good one too. Mine was Tiffany. That's a real good one. <laughs> Tiffany, yeah. I'm super jealous. Did you, see, did you see her at a mall? That's good. Did you see her? At, yeah, I did not. Mall. I saw her at Knott's Berry Farm, <laughs> and it was amazing. That's just as bad. No. Oh <laughs> well, I'm so. Thanks for picking up, Freddie. I just wanted to yeah. say hi, and we had some Everclear fans in the room, oh, and um, uh, yeah, I know you guys are about ready to go on stage. So thanks yeah. for taking a minute and saying yeah. all these nice yeah. things. Yeah, yeah, it's good to hear your voice, and uh, hopefully I see you again soon. Yes, we'll definitely see each other soon. Yeah, if you guys come All back right. into town, you I might have that Columbia House money for you. <laughs> thanks, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, thanks, you guys, right, and thanks, uh, have a good Bye, podcast. Bye, Freddie Herrera. <laughs> okay, uh, talk to you later. <laughs> my ears are all funny. warm. <laughs> what? Cool. I just have that song I had. <laughs> Oh my goodness! That was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Here's <laughs> our red. I was like, I was like, oh wow, Everclear. <laughs> You're like, uh, what's the weather like, Chris? How, how are things and stuff? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I, mean, I wouldn't ask. Like, you, so you play all just the bangers tonight? Because I understand they're playing with like Vertical Horizon and like, whoa, and um, what's that other band? 
all the other all the nineties like alt whatever like alternative like you know super groups. What was that other band? I can't remember, but anyway, but but Vertical Horizon that was another one of those like oh shit that's kind of well you know Art does Summerland so it's like his baby so every year he does like the big '90s festival okay which I went out on once and um it was a ton of fun because it was like Sugar Ray Everclear Sponge like I shared a bus with Sponge I've seen I've seen Sponge and like (laughs) it was just so fun and awesome all the time I have a great Sponge story yeah yeah so. They were the second concert I ever saw. Let's call them two. No, I'm just kidding. No, great. <laughs> so it was the Roar Fest with they did it with the Bloodhound Gang, the Nixons, and oh, what was the other band? Oh, I can't think of who it was. So anyway, it was the last night of the tour. Well, when Sponge comes out, the lead singer just immediately destroys seven microphone stands in no, a row. No, you didn't, Benny. I'm going to send this link to you. <laughs> I'm telling you. So then he does that, and then um, they they start they start playing, and then at the end of the set he runs and jumps into the drums. <laughs> wait 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 wait! He did this before they started playing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and while they were playing, like just taking him over his knee. No, slamming him into the stage as oh hard as he can. Gosh. Then of course, like halfway through their set, they had a they do the song "Rotting Pinata," and they had a pinata of Barney <laughs> that came down, and he destroyed the Barney with the microphone stand. Right, so. When the Nixons came out, they were like, well, shit, you know, we've got to amp it up a little bit. So the lead singer of the Nixons lit his guitar on fire, <laughs> and he was spinning it over his head, and he slammed it down. You know, oh, the, I'm sorry, the first band, the guy jumped out into the crowd of the last song, and then Axe smashed his guitar on the concrete, and it went everywhere. So then, you know, Sponge, he did the microphone stands and the drums. Well, then the Nixons, you know, he lit his on fire, and he's swinging it around, <laughs> and then just slams it and smashes it on the stage. Well, then... They're at the end, and the lead singer from the Nixons is like, I told you we had two more songs left, and we played one. He's all, I kind of lied. He's like, we only, he's like, we really don't have any more songs left. But if everybody from all the bands on this thing, and there was, Seven Dust was there as well. Mm -hmm. They were on a little stage, like, it was about as tall as that (laughs) chair, and I was standing right in front of them. They were, they were, like, barely starting. Right. Like, what is this new metal? Right. (laughs) What is this? Why do you have a stripper on the stage? (laughs) Right. So then, um, He's like, if all the bands will come up, I'd like to do something. And so they all took turns singing, I want to rock and roll all night and party every day while stage diving. And the lead singer from Sponge played the drums the whole time. Mm-hmm. And then they destroyed all the shit on stage. This is the second concert I've ever seen. So I'm like <laughs> blown away. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck just happened? Oh, I can't <laughs> all these <laughs> concerts are amazing. And then I never saw anything like that ever again. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. They're, they're great. See, and I just I look at them as being like, just, you know, they're total sweethearts, all of them. And. It was it was probably the best time I've ever had on a bus. I'd had these really long days where it's like 100 degrees and put out all these different fires, and then I'd get on the in, the bus at the end of the night, and everyone's like literally playing guitar and singing, oh, yeah. and we're having sing-alongs, and yeah, it was great. Kumbaya on the bus. Totally. <laughs> that's the part of it that's like worth it. Like if you, that would be the part that to me to me I would be like, see, this is this is it right here. They were like my saving grace and my smiles at the end of the day oh, every man. day. So yeah, I miss those guys a lot. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. What's 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 a city that you really love to to go to on a tour? New York City. New York City, by far. Do you like every time? Do you take time and go out and? If I have a day off, yeah. Um, man, New York City is just it's just magical. Yeah. I mean, you know, it gets it gets it gets a bum rap sometimes, but um, every time I've ever been there, you know, they have the best food and. You know, everything's open like 24 hours, doesn't matter what time it is. And um, it's just a really magical place to go That's to. Cool. Yeah. What's the place that you went to and you were like, what the hell? Oh, there's been a few. There's been a few. What's that? There's been a few for sure. Yeah. Okay. You're all. Like, you want, you want I don't, 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 don't want to call else. out those cities. Las <laughs> Fayetteville, Arkansas. El Paso. No, no. Texas. Oh. <laughs> I kid, I kid. But no. yeah, there's definitely a few. We went. To, we were in El Paso. Mm-hmm. What two? Cup two months ago. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I could. There was. Who has a venue there? It's uh, Jim Ward. Is that who it was? Yeah, I can't remember what it's called though. Yeah. So the, other than that place, I could we couldn't figure out where they play music at there. There's literally nothing to do. Yeah. And you're like, 
and I mean, every tour manager is just like, okay, don't walk half a mile south. You know, it's like oh, yeah. you're just kind of confined to your hotel the whole time. Um, but well, <laughs> we were driving by, we were driving through, and his friend was taking us, and he was like, yeah, Mexico's right over there. And mm-hmm. I was like, wow, I'd, it'd been a, like, I was like 12 when I went last time. And I was like, what stops, you know, from them shooting over here? And he was like, nothing. Right. They, they do. And I was like, what? <laughs> just driving down the freeway, and there's bullets, you know? Okay. <laughs> That's terrible. I and, and I don't know why people live there. I have well, no idea. The, that's not any worse than L.A. in the '90s. True. True story. Okay. Well, he, right. he it is actually now the most. It's the it's safest, safest city in America. Yeah. For five years in a row. Five years running. That's crazy to me. I don't know how that is. There's nothing it's to basi- do there. It's basically like why would you, you don't be start violent? shit? Mexican <laughs> cartels, and right. we'll leave you the hell alone. Well, then we live in. You know, we're from Albuquerque, so I, I think the only place that would scare me would be like Flint, Michigan, or Detroit. You know, <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm like walking around, and people are like, "You really shouldn't be in this neighborhood." And I'm like, "Oh, it's a nice neighborhood. They got a store right there." You know? I like, was pretty naive, like the first time in Detroit. Oh yeah. I was just like walking around, like, "Oh, I'm in Detroit. I'm going to go to this little market." And what's eight miles? Yeah, yeah. I really, I, it took me uh, probably the second you time had, like, around. A big freaking like expensive camera over. Like, where's yeah. this eight you're, mile? You're getting water out of the tab. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Oh, willy nilly. Right. You know? And then, like, even in other countries, you know, like the first time I went to Milan, right? Like oh, when yeah, you think yeah. Milan, I thought like fashion. And, oh yeah. Like. You know, elegance, and they're like, literally, do not say anything down, or we'll be stolen. I'm like, but we're in Milan. They're like, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) stolen. Sometimes your perceptions are off, right? (laughs) And especially like Europe, because like you know, I've been to Europe too, and it's one of those things where you think it's one way and it's not. And then the other day, I was, I was, somebody posted something on Facebook, and they were like, all these uh, rich white Americans think that Europe just looks like this old country, and I was like, it does. Like a lot of it does, you know. I'm like, what are you talking about? And they're like, oh, it doesn't have all the cobblestone roads. It's actually like updated. I'm like, not when I was there. I was like, what Europe were you in? It definitely I mean, depends on where you go. For I sure. mean, you go to yeah. Paris, sure, but I mean, like, if you're in a small German town, cobblestone road, and there's a a, a pub uh, every like you know corner, um, old bridges and you know moats and stuff. I was like, it's still pretty fucking old. I mean, it's cool. I like that. Yeah, but someone's like, it's not like old world. Like the cities are all a little bit more modernized, but all the smaller towns and villages and stuff like that. Some of them. I mean, you might go to Italy and there's a hole in the ground where you use the restroom. I mean, yeah, that is what it is, you know. (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely how it was in China when I went there. It was definitely still holes in the ground kind of style. So I mean, you know, it it, it is perception, you know. Mm -hmm. I had one perception, and then that's anything, though. I guess you know, like so. Where did you tour at when you went in Europe, and who were you touring with over there? Oh, my gosh. Everyone? Like, it's so funny, because I don't even remember half the places I've been to sometimes until I, like, see them on TV, or so. I'm like, oh, yeah, I've been there. Oh, whoops. Or I, and so, you know, like, the days off, you remember, you know, I'm like, okay, I had, like, four days off in Amsterdam, and I really remember, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, you which is, like, not that? a good idea wow. for, to bring a tour <laughs> through Amsterdam. I know, I and survived. four days off, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's like, so those places you obviously, like, remember very well, and you were able yeah. to create memories, and then there's just other places where you're like, all I saw was the venue, and so, yeah, yeah. I went there, but I don't remember it. That's, so. what, I, that's what I assumed, is, like, there's days where you literally full, uh, drive in or fly in, straight to the venue, work, pack back up, drive out of town. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a lot of that, for yeah. sure. Well, I mean, is it, uh, the food thing is what I would really wonder, is it, is it, I mean, because it's like a cra- I guess they, they, the venue provides the food, right? Well, um, it, so it depends. Usually, you're on a tour where there's uh, sometimes there's like full catering situations mm-hmm. where you're bringing out a whole catering team, right? Um, or yeah, the the venue is bringing in food, and that's like my friends hate me, and like they'll attest to this if any of them are listening because I'm such a food snob. Oh wow! <laughs> because it's like. I've kind of had the best of the best, you right. know, like I've had sushi in Japan. I've oh. had Philly cheesesteaks in Philly. I've had crepes in Paris. So like, I'll go to like chicken fried steak. Yeah. In, in you know, a barbecue <laughs> yeah. in Memphis. And so like, I'll have something here and I'm like, man, because <laughs> there's just exactly. no way to compare then after you're like, that. But I will have an all subs burrito. <laughs> right? See, this, I've had all sorts burritos in New Mexico. It was just like, <laughs> yeah. I'm just spoiled. You can't get a better burrito. But once you have the best of the best in the place that's known for that, it's like, it's really yeah. hard to be like, oh, this place is so great because you're like, 
it's 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 all right right yeah. <laughs> well so we live it's not here as good as here here and we have new mexican food i mean mm-hmm. if you're gonna get new mexican food it's like you know albuquerque santa fe so i came from eastern new mexico and i was down there last weekend yeah, and, I'm not going to try and get a stuff that would be anywhere else right, in the world. Right, that'd be insane. So we went. I went to the place that was like the go-to place for you know New Mexican food there, and it it, it was terrible. Yeah, and it was because I've lived here, and I ate there two days in a row, and I was like, do they even spice the food here? I mean, I don't know what they're doing back there now. And someone's like, tastes the same to me, and I was like, oh. And my, my friends totally hate me. They're like, "Yeah, we know, we know. You've had New York pizza, we know." So man, I'm like, well, "I'm sorry, guys." Man, Chicago pizza, the deep dish. Right. Do you have a Chicago dog? I have pickle? had it. Yeah, I have had a Chicago. There dog. is no. I mean, I don't know. I, I've been to Chicago, and the, the hot dogs are definitely different there. They, they have are. that snap to them, you know, when you take right. a bite mm-hmm. into it. And, I mean, and there's no ketchup business. There's no, no wh- whoever's putting ketchup on your Mustard. hot dog. It's a sin. <laughs> what, 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 what do you think of these people that put mayonnaise on a hot dog? Have you seen this now? I have not seen that. People are doing it. Are you making this up? No, I don't think so. I think they're called sociopaths. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, 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 no. So do you think it's a point to try dogs. out like, the famous food from a spot you're at? Yeah, I mean, you always have to. And then, you know, you go through a city is like repeatedly, and you just know. You're like, you we're, we're you're here. Like, this is what we're having. Yeah. You know. We're going to get it. And so, yeah. I like you know. That's horrible. That's like why I go on tour and I just like, oh, I gained so much weight because yeah. I'm just like eating all this food. It's horrible. Yeah. So. Yeah, you sound so sad I know. About it. It's <laughs> awful. So what are, what are the different jobs that you've had? Oh, man, well, you know, my very first tour, like I went out and did merch as most females in this industry do. Um, and, uh, but merch was like never my end game. I just did it to get my foot in the door. Um, so typically I've worked as a band assistant, um, which is kind of like a personal assistant, but for a band, um, or I work as what's called a production coordinator and that's mm-hmm. a little more involved. Um, you're kind of working hand in hand with the tour manager and making sure that everything, um, is running smoothly. And, you know, it's, it's a hefty title because it can really encompass a lot, everything from making sure that the crew is fed to making sure dressing rooms are set up appropriately. Um, yeah, it just depends on on the tour and what the need is that day. Has anybody ever getting, getting rid of like hookers and the? Oh yeah, yeah. There's some it. of that too. <laughs> <laughs> really? It's like so, hey, we have we have three in whoever's dressing room, and you, yeah. you guys get rid of them. You know, somehow. it, it kind of you know like once in <laughs> it goes back to it depends on what kind of tour you're at. Like, um, you know, I've had tours where it's, you know it's my job to find like the two local strippers to bring on stage that night or you know and I've had the jobs where it's like none of that stuff is going on because they're all like older and married and it's kids and it's oh, family nice. so it just really depends on we who need you're more with. rainbows so you have all the blackmail then I do like, I Sarah, do you're like hey do I need to do that thing that you like and they're like no 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 yeah. Hold on, hold on. You you are you are the mom, you are the therapist, you are yeah. the older sister, you're the holder of all the secrets, you know, and it's it's awkward sometimes, you know. I've been in situations where people have cornered me and been like, you know, is this going on? And you're just like, I know nothing. Uh, I know nothing, you know. What yeah. happens on tour stays on tour kind of thing. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So even when you started out like just in the merchandise, how did you like just hop in, like start doing that? Well, it's like because uh, the way um, Mr. Freddie was talking about you, or he was just like, oh, she's like, I imagine it's like references from other bands. Be like, yeah, oh, great. yeah. Or you probably have a resume where you're like, this is the bands I've worked for. Well, yeah. I mean, you have a resume. You know what happened, long story short, is uh, there is a very respected tour manager who, um, his name is Jim, and I, I owe him a lot. He, he was my first kind of mentor. And he was the one that got me my first tour. Oh, he wow. basically told the tour manager, there's this girl in Albuquerque and you need to hire her. Oh, nice. And this tour manager, sight unseen, was like, I don't know who this girl is. I never hire anyone out of Albuquerque, but if you say to hire her, I'll do it. Networking. Yeah. So I bet I basically went out and killed it on my first tour. And I, I think he was secretly farming me out a little bit to see how it would go. So he ended up hiring me for the Black Keys, um, oh, wow. who at the time he was tour managing. And and I was hired on um, in the position of what's called wardrobe, which basically <laughs> means um, you're setting up the dressing rooms and you're taking care of like the, the band's um, needs, uh, the, some of their clothing. Um, and, and that's really the position that kind of like transitioned me out of like the smaller tours with clubs and um, at that point, I was on my first arena tour. There was like eight buses. Um, it was a whole. It was a whole nother level. It was a whole nother thing. And 
you know, here I was like still pretty green and all my peers had come from like Britney and the Backstreet Boys and they're like, you know, what tour, what was your last tour? I was like, filter, you know? Right. Um, and it was a big learning lesson for me. Um, I really had to like, there was a lot of fake it till you make it. Yeah. And a lot of just like learning, like on a dime. thing. Yeah. <laughs> the guy from Filter, what, what's the lead singer's name? Richard Patrick. Holy shit. So I see mm-hmm. them at, uh, he was in Army of Anyone mm-hmm. with the two brothers from uh, Stone Temple Pilots. Is that right? And Ray Luzier yes. of Corn. Mm-hmm. So I see them at, oh, uh, yeah. at, at uh, Sunshine. <laughs> and that is the only show, like people talk about like the next day they couldn't hear. Mm-hmm. I couldn't, I, I, I was like, what? What? Because of that guy, when he sang, hey man, nice shot. Yeah. Holy shit. It was like ear piercing loud. And, you know, of course, you're like, ah, you know, you know, because that song is amazing. Yeah. yeah I, in, in college, whenever that would come on, you're like, yeah. And so to see them, like, I was like really worried that he wasn't going to sing that song. And then he did. And I couldn't hear it for like a day and a half. Yeah. R- Richie. Um, you know, it was, uh, that was an experience. Um, but he's, he's a great front man. And I, I've made lifelong friends from that tour. I'm super grateful for that time that I got to spend with that band. And yeah. we were out with Helmet. Yeah. Like, shout out to the Helmet boys. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love Helmet. So that was super cool just to, like, be around Paige and all the boys all the time. And, um, you know, and Local H who, like. Oh, shit. Nice. Yeah. Oh, so nice. it was just, like. You know, they were like, "Do you want to do this tour with Filter?" And I'm like, "Who are they going out with?" And like, Helmet and Local Age. I was like, "Sign me up!" Yes, yes, yes. So, um, that was a great. That but you was didn't want to. But you didn't want to do it like that. You're like in your head. You're like, you have to be yes. cool about you're it. Like, yeah, I don't know. Let me let me check my uh, yeah. my planner, and let's see if I can fit in. What's the what's the money like? You know, <laughs> you definitely have to play it cool. Like, yeah. oh yeah, l- um, let me get back to you. <laughs> no, I was super happy uh, at that time for that opportunity, and yeah. the tour manager um, is still a very dear friend of mine. So. You know that that is ultimately what I ended up taking away from that was just a really great friendship. You don't have to say names, but do you ever have like a coworker that marks out for the band just a little too much, and you're a little worried about them, like latching onto the band or whatever, like doing something like a, like a coworker on the yeah. road? Yeah. No. Everybody's pretty professional. Everyone's super professional. Um, you know. I, I've always, I've never worked for a band that I was like a fan of, okay. uh, obviously like respected and, you know, appreciated them. So, um, you know, I've never been in, in a situation where I was like fangirling for my employer. Um, and there are bands that I'm just a huge fan of that I will never work for. Who, who would that be? Like, I will never work for the Deftones because okay. I'm a huge Deftones fan. And even though it would be super tempting. <laughs> Gino's like, like, where are all my hoodies? You know, <laughs> right? You know, it's, you know it's, it's more like, it's more like, you know, you'd be a professional, but it's more like, I don't want to see the wizard behind the curtain. You right. know what I mean? Yes, I do. So it's like, and I've had this. imagination like alive. I just want to stay a fan. You know, I don't want to know them on a, on a personal level. I don't want to see the ins and outs. Yeah. I just want to go to a show and still be able to be a fan, which yeah. is I really can't do a whole lot anymore. So, I uh, I got to meet so when I was when I was uh, in high school slash college, my favorite athlete in the entire planet was Jeremy Roenick. Mm-hmm. He was you know he was I don't know if you know sports that much, but he's a hockey player. So I ended up getting to meet him, and it was the exact opposite of what everybody always says. He was actually one of the nicest people I ever met. So I was like. Phew. So, but I mean, if I'm sure if I ran around with them a little, you know, people are people. The closest thing I got to like being kind of a fangirl was, Mm -hmm. um, when I was with Manson, we were out with Smashing Pumpkins Mm. and you know, it, it it was just brought back all those high school memories. And I remember for the first like two, three weeks of the tour, like I wouldn't even look at Billy, like we'd be passing in the hallway and I would just like avert my eyes, avert my eyes. And I remember, um, one day I was passing by him in the hallway and I, I'm doing the whole, like, don't look at him. Don't look him in the face. And he goes, hi, girl that never says hi to me. What? what? <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, oh, I, I didn't know I could. I, like, I totally oh, was like an idiot. And after that, I started, you know, kind of talking a little bit. But um, Dang, he called you out. He <laughs> called me out Dude. so hard. What, so hard. You know when he saw when he played here, he called the crowd out here. What blew my mind was they played the sunshine. Which everybody was like, why would they play the sunshine? And I guess it was because of the setup that they had. Sure. Because it was like these lights that came down from the balcony to the stage. And then they had like these windmills that had mirrors on them. Anyway, I guess he was in town for like three days. Just oh, walking around. Yeah, my uh, 
My friend, my friend was hanging yeah. out with him at thrift stores, and he goes, he sa- he says this on stage. He goes, I've, so I've been in town for a couple of days because I've never been here, so I wanted to come in early and just kind of check it out. And he goes, he goes, do people not advertise here? <laughs> he's all, he's all, people walked up to me and like, what are you doing here? He's like, I have a show, <laughs> you know. <laughs> then there was a the point in this. Okay, there was a point in the set, you know, when when they when they are singing a song and then they stop and let the crowd sing. And no one did. <laughs> yeah, we're not known for that. So then he does a different song later on and does it, and then the crowd sings, and he goes, "Ah, I guess you guys know that one." <laughs> like uh, so, I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah, he's he's a super rad dude, though. I mean, yeah. he's he's super cool. He's tall. He is very tall. Very tall. Yes, yes. I and you know, it was like one of those things where like I, I would not be able to work with Smashing Pumpkins because I would you know number one. I love them. Number two, he's a super wrestling fan, and I am too. So I would just be like talking wrestling with him all day, and, you know. But Get to work, Burnett. Yeah, like he he took over. I don't know if you know this. He was like writing for a wrestling promotion recently, and he almost bought it. He tried to. There was all this big you know hubbub. But when they played here, he threw so many picks in the crowd. Then they did three encores, and then the drummer walks out with two fistfuls of sticks and just on the crowd. I was like, what the shit? <laughs> and then people were like. Yeah, I didn't want to go see him because it wasn't the whole original band. I was like, <laughs> it was pretty they're, fucking they're aw- amazing. They're I'm awesome. Sorry. I think they kind of felt bad for me, though, because I yeah. was like, I took such a beating um, on that tour every day. And there'd be times where I'd like walk off stage because, um, <laughs> you know, the, some of the things I, I, I probably I can talk about, you know, Manson loved to paint my face while he was on stage. And I'd be like in the quick change time. And he would just grab his makeup and just paint all over my face. And as soon as I walk off stage with ridiculous stuff painted on me and walk by their dressing room and they just look at me with like the biggest puppy dog eyes like we are so sorry <laughs> I'm like eh, this is my life that's awesome <laughs> we wouldn't paint on your face I know I thank, know thank you guys for sharing our, our feed there's people like sharing our feed right and left it's all you have a lot of you got a lot of friends yeah that's good a lot of people thanks guys yeah like I always forget to tell people there's going to be video, and I was like, "Oh yeah, by the way, it's video." She's like, "Oh, thanks for telling me." So <laughs> I, I know. know. Like <laughs> nobody advertises here. Nobody advertises. Yeah, no, no one advertises here. <laughs> I actually, I would, I would think like the easiest touring uh, setup would be for like like a like a mid level comedian because there's no yeah. like equipment involved really you just need does the place have a microphone does the place have bottled water and a stool right right and <laughs> that would be the best i guess easiest way to tour i don't know <laughs> but what if you're a prop comic oh that's oh, true. that's true oh i did hear a story like who was Gallagher. it it was uh oh uh, i listened to an interview with um carrot top oh and yeah they lost his his luggage at the airport you know what happens um and it's uh it was a huge learning lesson for me, um, losing luggage. Mm-hmm. They actually, um, we were flying into Dublin, and the airline lost <clears throat> Slipknot's luggage. Oh, oh man. no! <clears throat> Which it was really my luggage um, because it was it was the stuff I had checked for the boys and um, two huge hockey bags, um, oh, and wow. we had a show like the next night. And I just remember watching the carousel. And waiting for the bags and waiting Fuck. and they never came. And when that carousel stopped, I was like almost oh, your in heart tears. drops, your heart drops. Um, you know, and so it was a situation where it was like it was their clothes. Like yeah. oh, Slipknot great. doesn't go on stage without clothes, you yeah, know? Yeah. Um Corey Taylor's not gonna go on stage in a pair of jeans. Right. Um, so Play, I remember going to the counter. Guitar. Just being like, I am going to lose my job. We need to find this luggage now. Um, at the very last minute, the, the bags arrived at the venue. But that was a huge learning lesson. Oh, it's like, shit. airbags, you take a set with you, and then you check the rest. Oh, wow. Smart. You just never know. Taylor had his, his mask stolen from Albuquerque. That's what I heard. Was it from Albuquerque? I, don't know if I, it, think... I heard that, but I don't know if that's true. But I thought it was from, I thought it was from Albuquerque. I would highly doubt that his mask would ever well, be I heard stolen. It was, well, I heard it was stolen here and then i heard it wasn't actually stolen it was lost oh so i don't i don't know the facts well tom brady had his shit stolen so i imagine and and the funny thing is is they can't solve fucking tupac and biggie shit but they found fucking tom brady's jersey (laughs) in mexico right some mexican reporter took yeah yeah some collector 
That's what I think is No, hilarious. it wasn't even a collector. It was, a, Me- it was a Mexican reporter that was there for the Super Bowl, and he grabbed them. Wow. Dick. What yeah, dick. you know, those masks, there are so many things in place that so a, a mask never gets stolen yeah. or lost that... It would be hard for me to believe that they a, have a their mask own security whatever. guard. Well, what yeah. Basically, I mean, yeah. where do they get those made at? Um, you know, there's a there's a guy that does them, and mm-hmm. I honestly I can't remember his name um, yeah. or oh, any details. Fine. But but yeah, there's a guy that that does the masks. They don't just go to like stores and go. No, they're not mm-hmm. going to like uh, what is the Halloween store and yeah, not going to masks. But dazzling, no. <laughs> they wait. They wait till like October when that that temporary store pops up. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Like first in line. <laughs> You know, right? We're gonna get the best ones. Yeah. No, yeah, it, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. Yeah, so it's kind of like it's funny because, like, you know, back in the seventies, the the equivalent of that was like those those jumpsuits that had the different designs on them. Oh, they're called coveralls. Well, you could never call it a jumpsuit. Okay, like, well, Grand Parsons, like that was like his dream was like to get one of those made by this specific lady, mm-hmm. and then his had like pot leaves all over it. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like the country right, stars. Right. So like now it's probably like the you know the masks, like the specific guy that makes them, you know? Yeah. He makes them definitely. for this guy's and makes you know. They that's stink cool. too. Those oh, are I'm some sure. stinky masks. Oh, I bet. I imagine for Slipknot, like the worst part about the job would be actually playing live shows because you're forced to wear that mask and it just gets fucking hot. Oh, I bet. Yeah. And so they're like shit, like an alley of two hours a night. We just have to be like sweltering well, and and yeah I mean, when you're in a city that's you know hot and humid i mean there were many a nights um i remember specifically in australia when we were there where you know i had stage towels dipped in ice water big ice water buckets oh, and wow. you're just drenching them because you, you don't know, want them to pass exactly out. exactly i wonder how much don't understand they lose on tour. yeah it's 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 crazy how hot it can get up there i've no i've 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 toured like done professional dance and like yeah, that's the one thing you're you're thinking about. Don't pass out. Don't fall off the stage. Don't pass out. Okay. Oh, so hot here. Don't let your don't let your, don't let your and I, I'm out. such a mama bear that on tour that like once. when I'm side stage or something and the guys are on stage and it's hot or and you can see them kind of just yeah wavering. I just I am so concerned so it's like it stresses me out you know I'm like yeah because hmm. you know when they rehearse they're not wearing all that shit you know when they're recording no. they're wearing all that, but it's just for that sick performance they have and it's like fuck I feel so sorry for these guys but you guys are killing it <laughs> what's what's the craziest mishap you've seen on tour mishap yeah oh, like man. like there was you know something happened on stage and you're like whoa <laughs> whoops well I don't know about mishap but I can tell you one of the scariest things that ever happened on stage aside from people jumping on stage which is yeah. always just like totally freaky and it's not cool at all um, is when we were in Australia that we were um, doing a huge festival and the crowd was so into the show, they actually broke the barrier. Oh, oh wow. And Whoa. they were pushing up onto the stage, and the weight and the pressure of the crowd was making the stage collapse. Oh, Jesus. Um, which was super scary. Yeah. And so, you know, w- they were like, get the guys off the stage. Like, That's a bunch of crushed fans. Yeah. yeah, that too. And the guys were like, no, we're not leaving the stage. And I'm like almost in tears, right? I'm like, you have to leave the stage. Um, and yeah, that was super scary um, because those, those guys are like, they don't care what, they're, they're, they they want to put on the show, you yeah. know? And we had to really explain like, no, this is a safety risk at this point. Yeah. Like the stage might collapse. Not and, just them get hurt, but, yeah, but, but the, the, cool, the coolest it. thing was, um, so it, it was with Slipknot. Corey goes onto the stage and, you know, he just commands this presence. He, you know, and, and he tells everybody, he's like, okay, everybody. He's like, I need everyone to take two steps back. Yeah. And you just saw the whole crowd just go silent, oh, listen to him, and just pull the what? move back. He pulled a Selena where she's oh. like, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And everyone was just like, oh, shit. All right. Yeah. Well, we saw that. Mm-hmm. Neutral Milk Hotel, remember? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, you know, who neutral, neutral milk hotels. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he comes out. He, they play here, and we're like fifth row because you know we're just super crazy. And he comes out and he's like, you know, the whole band's sitting there, and and before it all starts, I think he played one song. I think, and Jeff Mangum, and he goes, "Hi, we're really glad to be here, everyone." And he's all, and I know, and he has like he's like putting his fingers together. He's like, I know everyone has a camera or a really great smartphone, and he's all, but. uh Let's all put them in our pocket, and let's just really enjoy a great moment together. And I think I saw one person take their phone out the entire time. 
Yeah. I was like, wow. It's really cool when someone can kind of command that presence. And, and at that time, like it was just really needed, you know, and and sure enough the you know, the crowd took a couple steps back, they fixed the barrier and the show went on, but it it was definitely really scary at the, in in the moment. Of course. I mean, you hear, you hear about the Metallica Guns N' Roses show and was it Toronto? I think stuff happens where like four people were crushed to death or five people, you know, and, you know, just literally the band could have, you know, they have that that presence where they could have came out and they could have, you know, stopped it, and then they didn't, and you know, tragedy. Then I think there was a riot afterwards. Right, right. So who knows where it could have went? You know. Yeah, yeah. It was definitely a really scary, scary moment for sure. Um, so yeah, but that's when I think about mishaps, I always think about yeah. that situation where I, I'm sure that there's a lot of like pits that can get pretty crazy too. Yeah. You know, I've seen a couple of just here, like where you're, I think the first time I saw social distortion, the whole floor turned into like a swirling pit mm-hmm. and I saw people just getting punched in the face and I was like, yeah, I'm not getting in that. Yeah. You definitely see some crazy stuff. I'm usually pretty focused on like what the guys are doing on stage or, you know, what's needed. But uh, there are times where you look out into the crowd and, and you can see some, some pretty, you know, that's yeah. some good fun. That's, that's, good that's, fun. See yeah. that's where I'm at. It's just I'm sorry. In, like turning. I just yeah. like I, this I, for work. My, I will enjoy the show. I will never get into a mosh pit. I, no. Yeah. I expect I'll, to get I'll I'm too elbow to the face. I'm too, I'm too old for it now. Yeah, I'm no. way too old for that now. <laughs> what is what is something like that you had a misconception about, but then you actually got out on the road and you were like, you know what, that's you know, that's actually not that bad or that or a person that's like not not what I thought they were. They're actually pretty good. It's like, oh, Manson's actually like a like a Fred, Fred Durst is actually a real cool cat. Fred Durst is a cool cat. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, and people are probably going to talk so much crap because he gets such a bad rap sometimes, and I'll never yeah. understand that. So. Do you want to hear my little Fred Durst story? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Of course. It's slightly <laughs> can I, embarrassing. Can I, can, I, can I post this real quick? <laughs> slightly embarrassing. I'm about to hear Fred Durst story. <laughs> so um, so in high school, as most girls did, I, I had a crush on Fred Durst. Yeah. And uh, so th- uh, one night late on, on a bus, we we're talking about high school crushes. And it just so happened, <coughs> excuse me, the head of our security at the time was like best friends with them. So when I said this, he's like, oh, my God, Sarah, like, I'm going to embarrass you so hard now. (laughs) So we're in Japan and I'm like a hot mess. I'm running around. It's crazy. We're playing this big festival there and Limp gets on the bill and head of our security comes and he like gives me one of these like, come here with the finger. And I'm like, what's up? And he's like, you're going to meet Fred Durst. And I was like, (laughs) no, no, no. Right. And so, you know, and I'm like, half of me is like, I'm a professional. This is fine. This is cool. And the other half of me is like, oh my God, I'm going to meet like my high school crush. Cause <laughs> I don't, re- you yeah, like, like, I don't really down. crush on people, you know? And so, um, yeah. And so I met, I met Fred and he was super cool to me and super sweet. And he did not have to be like, he totally took time like out of his day just to like sit there and chat with me. And then the whole rest of the day, he's just like being awesome, coming up to me, like hugging me and just being super cool. And we like took this selfie. We looked like a couple in it. It was amazing. You have his hat on backwards. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, but no, he's, he's, he's always been And then for my birthday. It was a year ago. He like sent me a video saying happy birthday. Oh shit! All I know, right. I know, right? right? That's pretty bad. It made it made the guy I was I was dating at the That's... time very jealous. Oh, but shit. um, <laughs> but you oh, know, hold on, hold on, let me watch this video <laughs> by Fred Durst again. Right. I know it is my birthday, Fred. Thank you. <laughs> no, but you know he was very he's very sweet, and I know there's a lot of uh, stories about him, but yeah. he's always been very kind to me, so I can't say anything bad. No, I think I think he's like doing something with Russia now. I, I, you know, I don't know. Making I'm, movies or something. It was, it was something like that. Like making movies. I, I'm buddies with um with Limp's TM, and he's he's a great person. But yeah. I, I don't really uh, know what they're up to. I know they have a residency in Vegas, I believe, like coming who, up. And Limp Bizkit does? Yeah. Oh, wow. So, I can see that. Like, you know, like people our age going to Vegas. Like, we'll be badass. We saw fucking Limp Bizkit. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, like, love, I love how times change. It's like, it, like, what's his name? Wayne Newton's like. You have Wayne Newton, Elton John, Slim Britney Spears, and then Limp Bizkit. Yeah, and then, and then Carrot Top. <laughs> and Carrot Top. You know, like people in our They still do 40s. really well. Oh, you know, the, good. So, contracts who knows? Maybe there'll be an opportunity oh, in no, the you future. Want, hmm. You want a residency in Vegas. Like Carrot Top, I was like, just, just look up. If you really want to, you know, like people shit on Carrot Top right and left, whatever. Look how much Carrot Top is worth. Right. Just look it up. Right. 
You want to play that game? You want, you want me to look it up, Billy? <laughs> I was looking it up. Look it I up, was, Billy. All right. Because Carrot Top has a residency in Las Vegas. I mean, look at all that plastic surgery he's had. Oh, yeah. Hey, that right? costs money. <laughs> <laughs> when I see him, I'm like, that's Carrot I'm like, yeah, that's Carrot Top. Oh, Holy shit. Carrot Top. How much? $75 million. $75 million. Yeah. I was like, fuck. And there's like all these comedians. He, he's, he is just as rich as... Okay, so he's richer than Chris Rock. Yep. Richer than Jeff Dunham, and he's yep. actually a little bit below Conan O'Brien. Wow. Which which Conan O'Brien does five nights a week shows on TV. Yeah. Carrie he's, Top he's is in Las Vegas. just a little bit um, less rich than Conan O'Brien. Hmm. He's pretty. That's pretty rich for a prop comic. And he's fucking jacked. Oh yeah. I don't know. What he's I don't know why we got off on Carrot Top, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's in, okay. You know, that's okay. That's where this show goes. People go, what's your show about? We just go where it goes. It goes everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I had my family ask me that today. I'm like, where does it go? I'm like, we talk about everything. Anything. Anything and everything. We're actually a little more focused today. We're we all, to we're all like, so who else do you know? <laughs> yeah, I was like, do you know this and this? Yes. So you, you, you mentioned about going on, I guess, like a, like a wholesome pop singers tour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that. Um, yeah, no, that's what so. Hello? That's our next guest, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you're actually not late. You're early. So, cool. Um, <laughs> we are actually at the time, so let's take the break. Let's take a break, cool. and then we'll come back, and we have uh, we have artist Jody Herrera on. Awesome. Mm-hmm. She's pretty amazing. So, Sarah's going to stay with us. Yeah, Is I'm going to cool? hang out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, she's going to hang out. We're going to bring Jody in. Um so you're going out on tour soon. Do you want to say who with? Um, sure. Why not? Um, okay. I, th- I it's looking like I'm going out with Pitbull. <laughs> <laughs> nice, right? Like we were talking about for the show. I would not know. A, and you said I would if I played a song. Oh, I, I would know. I hear Pitbull song like every day, like yeah. three or four times. <laughs> yeah, but you would you listen to what I listen to are, are quite different. Well, I don't say I listen to. I just say it's what's oh. available on like like meet like pop media okay i listen to the radio every day <laughs> i will say this like i've been to a couple pitbull concerts work-wise and they are by far like the funnest shows i've ever been to really? everybody's just dancing in the lawn oh, in the I'm stands sure. everywhere yeah. it's just one big party the entire time yeah, so I'm it's to it. absolutely amazing show okay cool mm-hmm. so we have let's see do you have anything coming up billy um i have no i don't no smiley um I, I sh- yeah, I have some TV show coming out. But oh, I, yeah, Midnight Texas is coming out when? June. June. <laughs> oh, I will say that last week I was I was <clears throat> hell spent on doing my first stand-up routine. And how'd that go? And it didn't. I didn't do it because I had to practice for the I show. I even wrote you a new joke, <laughs> and I forgot to tell you about it. Anyway, so anyway, I couldn't do it because I'm practicing for the show that's – it's in – I'm going okay. to L.A. Actually, I won't be next here next week no. because I'll be in – and then I'll lay playing the show. I'll tease that for the second hour. I want to. Yeah. I want to tell you uh, after we talk to Jody. I want to remind me to tell you the joke that I wrote for you okay. last weekend. I wrote another. Like when I told you I was going to leave town, I was going to write a joke for you, and I did. Okay, good. So uh, that happened. Uh, I have. Uh, so is there anything else you want to plug that's coming out? Or I have nothing to plug. Go see I, Pitbull. I am really just kind of old and boring <laughs> when I am. At home, you haven't so. bought your Pitbull no. tickets. He's going on tour. Right you heard it here. Yeah. Probably not first. But <laughs> Probably not, not coming first. to Albuquerque, but not this time. No. Uh, I do have something to plug. Uh, this Friday, Broken Trail Brewing and Distilling. It is Cinco de Mayo, and they're going to show Nacho Libre, and I will be the host. So I'm hosting that. Um, I, I think I'll be hosting all of their movie nights, I guess. Nice. So. That's tight. They're all, who has a PA? I do. We're <laughs> hosting our show. <laughs> no. There you go. So that's coming up. Um, our next live show, everybody's like, oh, you guys have been doing a lot of live shows. When's the next one? Our next one will be Road to Riches. And if yeah. you don't know, you know, you're not in the know. So Yeah, so ask a punk. Ask, yeah. <laughs> Ask a punk is that what he said. Ask that's a punk. A, that's like just the the same like back in the day when they oh, put, well, they, they, like, they wouldn't put like the address of the venue on. Oh, yeah. be like ask a punk. There is no address of the venue, but that's our next live yeah, show. Just ask a punk. And then at some point, I think probably in June, we're gonna do a marathon show, raise a little money. Oh so yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll plan that one out. But uh, yeah, you know, if, Kendrick, it, if this is the first hours. hour you're only listening to, we want to thank Sarah for being on the show. She'll be on the next hour. She's gonna stay around with us while we talk to Jody. And then uh, beyond. So uh, thank you for coming on. Of course. Thanks yeah, for having me. Absolutely. Um, let's see. what oh, There it is. Um, and then we'll be back for the second hour of Wavy Hour with Jody Herrera. We're going to take a break. 
Um, we definitely drink whenever we do the show. You should always as well. But always remember, never, never get, get too, too drunk, drunk to jerk, jerk 10drinkminimum.com.
the shine of bright Where to hide the bow can't reach you Black constant up until the world is small Until the voices are not heard at all Above it all the wings are see-through But the world can't see you The shade frayed on the concrete pave Let's cover the earth white It's hard to spy the Arctic Cover the earth red It's hard to spite the sun 